This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3717 for Tuesday, the 1st of November 2022. Today's show is entitled Video Editing with Shotcut on a Low End PC. It is hosted by Mr. X and is about 12 minutes long. It carries a clean flag. The summary is in this episode, I explain how I use the Shutcut Video Editor to edit video on a low-end PC. Welcome, Hacker Public Radio audience. My name is Mr X and welcome to this podcast. As per usual, I'd like to start by thanking the people at HPR for making this podcast possible. HPR is a community-led podcast provided by the community for the community. That means you can contribute too. The HPR team have gone to a great deal of effort to simplify and streamline the process of providing a podcast. There are many ways to record an episode these days, using phones, tablets, PCs and the like. The hardest barrier is sending in your first show. Don't get too hung up about quality, it's more important just to send something in. The sound quality of some of my early shows wasn't very good. If I can do it, anyone can, and you might just get hooked in the process. Looking at the HPR site, my last episode was back in November 2021. I suspect like many others, life has become more complicated and I find I have much less spare time. And because I have much less spare time, I have much less time to pursue my hobbies. And because of this, I have less to speak about. And because of this, I have less time to record what I've been doing and it all turns into a vicious circle. Fortunately, I recently had some time off work and had a lovely holiday. During the holiday, I ended up recording some video, which I decided I wanted to edit. I've done some video editing in the past, using various editing packages. The best and most recent of which is Shotcut. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. So, the the, the specifics about my setup and the files I'm working with. Um, the, the video files that I'm currently, um, that I've, that I edit uh, are have a resolution of 1920 by 1080 codec H264 MPEG-4 uh, of a frame rate of 30 frames per second uh, my computer is a Dell Optiplex 780 it's fitted with four with a huge 4 gigabytes of internal RAM <laughs> not these days and an onboard video graphics card so yeah it's, it's pretty puny uh, the, the shortcut version I ran is uh, shortcut version 22.06.23. Shortcut is a free open source cross-platform video editor licensed under the GNU General Public License version 3.0. This episode will only cover basic shortcut video editing techniques. Shortcut contains many advanced features and effects that will not be covered in the episode. A lot of the workflow I'll share with you today is intended to get around the limitations imposed by my low-spec PC. 
I'll try my best to cover the video editing process in this podcast using words alone. However, I am conscious that an accompanying video would make it easier to follow along with. My shortcut workflow. So I start by creating a folder uh, to hold all the required media files. Uh, Audio tracks and sound effects can be added to this folder later. Uh, Make sure all your video files are using the same frame rate, in my case 30 frames per second. Uh, Open each video file in VLC one at a time, going through each video file looking for the best portions of video. Make a note of where the best portions of video are by writing down the start and end points in minutes and seconds. I do this because the interface of VLC is more responsive than Shortcut and the resolution of the displayed video is far greater than the preview window in Shortcut. This this makes it quicker and easier to find the best portions of video. Open Shortcut and make sure that the new project is set to the same frames per second as the media files you're working with. In my case, 30 frames per second. You can check the frame rate of your project by looking at the selected video mode in the new projects window. If you select automatic, it will ensure the project resolution and frame rate automatically match that of your media files. Start by adding all the video files to the playlist. This can be done in a number of ways. For example, it can be done by clicking on the Open File button in the top toolbar, or within the Open Files menu. Alternatively, you can drag and drop files into the playlist. I find this to be the easiest way to add media files to a project. Once this is done, save your project. Drag the first file from the playlist to the timeline making sure that the start of the video starts at zero seconds. Click on the timeline in the position where the first start point of interest is needed. Use the S key to split the video at this point. Don't worry about being too accurate as this can be moved at a later stage. Repeat this process for the end point of interest. Repeat this again for all the other sections of start and end points of interest. Then remove the unwanted sections of video by clicking on the section, then hitting the delete key. This will remove the unwanted section, leaving an empty space behind. Once all the unwanted sections are removed, click on the sections of video and pull them to the left to close the gaps up. I find it useful to leave some space between the good sections of video as it makes it easier to see where splits are and makes it easier later on to rearrange the order of the individual clips. Check the start and end points of the remaining sections of video to see that the start and end points stop in the correct place. You can do this by clicking on the play button on the preview window. The video start and end points can be adjusted by dragging the sections left or right in the timeline section. This is where leaving spaces between each section of video can be handy as it allows for fine tuning. Add a new blank video track to the timeline to hold the next video. Note this wasn't required when adding the first track but it is needed for each subsequent track. A video track can be added to the timeline by right clicking on an empty part of the timeline and selecting add video track. Alternatively, use the Control plus I key.
drag your second video from the playlist into the newly created blank video track in the timeline. As before, make sure that the start of the video starts at 0 seconds. Before previewing any section of the second video track, click the small eye-shaped hide icon in the left section of the first video track labelled Output. This will prevent previewing both video tracks at the same time. Repeat the process above of chopping the second video track into sections using the S key to split the video up. Remove the unwanted sections. Finally, adjust the start and end points of the remaining sections. Repeat the steps above to add the remaining video files one at a time from the playlist to the timeline. When complete, you end up with separate video tracks in the timeline, each containing good sections of video. At this stage, I can't be too specific about how to continue as there are a number of different options depending on your particular project. You can, for example, start by combining the good sections of video into one video track by dragging them from one track to another, then add, if required, an audio track, or you can add the audio track first and then try to sync things up to the audio track, moving bits and pieces of video into one video track, remembering to hide the unwanted sections of video by clicking on the small hide eye icons. Don't do too much editing without saving the project. If you get a message about low memory, save the project and then reopen shortcut. To export the final video, click on the export button in the toolbar. I pick the default option. This creates an H.264 AAC MP4 file, suitable for most users and purposes. You can check the frame rate is the same as your original media files by clicking on the Advanced tab. Click the Export File button and give it a file name. It may take some time to create the export file. This will be dependent on the speed of your computer and the length and resolution of your project. While shortcuts far from perfect on my puny PC, it is surprisingly usable and stable and is the best option I've found so far. Finally, here are some general shortcut tips I have when doing video editing on a puny PC with limited RAM, slow processor and a built-in graphics card such as mine. General tips. Close all open applications leaving only shortcut open. This helps with RAM usage. Shortcut is surprisingly stable with a feeble PC such as mine. I would still recommend saving your project regularly as it is quick and very easy to do. If you get a message about running out of RAM, then try not to do too much more editing before saving the project. Once saved, close Shortcut and then reopen it. The longer your project is and the higher the project resolution, the more RAM you will need. When you're about to export your final video, save the project, close Shortcut, reopen Shortcut and immediately export your project, as any previous editing may be taking up unnecessary precious RAM. Be patient when clicking on t the timeline to reposition the playhead. Always wait for the preview window to update. This can sometimes take a few seconds. When trying to sync video to audio, you need to zoom in quite a long way before getting an audio preview. When doing this and moving the playhead, you'll get a choppy version of the audio. With this, it is still perfectly possible to find the beat of the music, allowing you to sync your video to the music. If this doesn't seem to work, for you, then try zooming in closer. Okay, that's about it for this podcast. Uh, I hope it wasn't too boring and it made some sense. If you want to contact me, I can be contacted at mrx at hpr at googlemail.com. 
That's MRX, AT, HPR, the at symbol, googlemail.com. So until next time, thank you and goodbye. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR has been kindly provided by anhonesthost.com, the Internet Archive and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License.